0: We are all individuals who devoted significant portions of our lives to national security. Some of us served in senior positions in policy departments and agencies, and some of us served in senior positions in the intelligence community. Some of us were political appointees, and some were career officials. Many of us worked for presidents of both political parties. Perhaps most important, each of us believes deeply that American citizens should determine the outcome of elections, not foreign governments. All of us agree with the Founding Fathers' concern about the damage that foreign interference in our politics can do to our democracy. It is for all these reasons that we write to say that the arrival on the US political scene of emails Purportedly belonging to the Vice President Biden's son, Hunter, much of it related to his time serving on the board of the Ukrainian gas company Burisma, has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. This was a letter that went out in October of 2020 to refute the emails as the New York Post broke the story of Hunter Biden's laptop and the emails that were on there, denoting this information, the deals, the shadiness, how in the world did the laptop even get there? And Jim Clapper, former director of national intelligence, Mike Hayden, former director of the Central Intelligence Agency, John Brennan, former director of the Central Intelligence Agency, Rick Leggett, former deputy director of National Security Agency, and more. They all said, This was Russian disinformation and fake news. And if that's the case, why'd the New York Times come out today and say, oh yeah, those emails, totally legit. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's great uh, to be with you. Ed Morrissey joins us right now. He is the Capo de Tutti Capo over at uh, uh, HotAir.com, one of the town hall properties. Of course, I do work at uh, RedState.com. You can use promo code Katz and get a discount on my videos uh, that are there. Uh, You've got the story. New York Times says the New York Post scoop on Hunter Biden's uh, laptop is legit and also buried the lead. Break down what it is the New York Times uh, said Ed Morrissey, and talk to me about the reverberations this is going to have.
1: Well, first off, thanks for being, uh, thanks for having me on today, Tony. It's always great talking with you. And this is uh, the New York, the New York Times has this story out, which relies on the same emails and the same laptop that the New York Post wrote about seventeen, eighteen months ago, which you know, social media platforms tried to suppress and the Biden, um, Joe Biden and his family insisted were Russian disinformation. You heard that uh, line from uh, Jen Psaki later when they were in the White House that this was Russian disinformation and everybody knew it. Um, We all knew that that was not true because this had been, this data had been authenticated. There were other, uh, there were other authentications for this, but the mainstream media did not want to cover this story. Now uh, the New York Times is reporting that the Department of Justice is proceeding with a number of different investigations of Hunter Biden on uh, violations of the Foreign Agent Registration Act. That's the same law that tripped up Paul Manafort. People were, might recall that uh, and uh, and other issues regarding corrupt payments. And this is the same story <laughs> that The New York Post uh, ran when it, when it uh, revealed these emails uh, from the laptop. And the one thing that the New York Post does not include, or excuse me, New York Times doesn't include, is a mention that this had been reported 17 months ago, 18 months ago, by the New York Post. I mean, it's really, it's. Uh, I mean, Andy McCarthy scoffing at this idea that this is some sort of scoop. I scoffed at it. There's a number of people online that are scoffing at this. This is not a scoop. We knew about this before the election. It's just that the media lied to us and said that it's not authentic. It's, it's misinformation. It's a Russian collusion to, uh, you know, Biden boogaloo. It was crazy. But how it's, much more, it's, it, this.
0: it's more than the media lying to us. The letter that I just read from which is signed by all of these people who served in the best interest of the United States and believed what the founding fathers uh, believed. We didn't need a foreign power interfering with an election they did, how do they respond, these people who are gloriously on CNN and MSNBC who gloriously claim to have a moral superiority to whether it's former President Trump or you or, or, or myself or everybody engaged in this conversation, how are they going to respond to the New York Times basically screwing them over?
1: Uh, I, I would I will wait in uh, with with great interest to see how, how they react to that. You know, Michael Isikoff, who's For a very long time, like I said, we've known it since before the election. And it's again, this is just so uh, frustrating and especially the, the lack of recognition at The New York Times that this is a story that they were helping to debunk, you know, 17 months ago
0: talking to Ed Marcy of hotair.com i think it's an important point you make uh, that the new york times is not giving the new york post uh, uh, credit uh, that is uh, uh, again showing the lack of journalistic integrity but I, you know i used a line that i i really think i have to reconsider i said it was the new york times screwing over uh, these these so-called uh leaders uh But if honesty is screwing over the progressive apologists, then we need to take a better look at who these people are and why, when they engage conversations, they shouldn't be listened to. Do we get to a place and is there going to be a conversation loudly amongst amongst whether it's 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 uh, new media and social media, even if it doesn't get to cable news media, about how not only do we not trust the institutions, but we don't trust the people who say because of their title they should be trusted?
1: Well, again, I mean, I think that this goes to the credibility of, of institutions, right, which have been suffering for years, if not decades in part because they do things like this because they manipulate uh, information in order to protect themselves and i mean the institutions are not are not uh, fulfilling their missions right i mean the the institution of media is supposed to be to you know shine a light on power to to discover the truth and the factual truth and to deliver the whole truth to uh, consumers so that they can uh, so that they can understand what's going on and hold Government accountable to the extent that we're talking about reporting on government. Clearly, in this case, this is a media that manipulated the story to protect people in power. This is not democracy dies in darkness. This is let's provide some darkness so that we can kill off democracy. And and I think that uh, you know that's a the Washington Post slogan still at the top of their uh, at, at the top of their banner. Where were they on this? Where were they on this part of democracy? Why why weren't they shining a light on this prior to the election? Why didn't people go in and check to see for themselves what the the status of this laptop was, what the provenance of the New York Post reporting was? Everybody wanted to bury this story rather than actually do journalism.
0: So let's now ask ourselves, I would argue, Ed, that you live more – in the journalism world than I do I am definitely a commentary guy I I, I I do break stories from time to time but I I play in commentary I play I, I play in 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 the philosophical question I play in the entertainment uh, space I would argue that you engage much more in in a political theory space and in a journalism space than I do your book which sits on my bookshelf if you've ever seen me do TV your book is behind me going red uh, which you can find at amazon.com wherever fine books are sold you want know how elections are won there are a couple counties that if you target in certain areas uh you can win elections in that state ed broke it down the book going red at amazon.com but how if you are a journalist and you clearly saw the new york post tell the truth and everybody else call them liars and journalists from all sorts of of areas and arenas decided to stay quiet because there was nothing really they could do about it but now the new york times has just opened this up how do you explain yourself is there amongst journalists still is, is there left any level of code that even they say to themselves we we allowed this to happen we're at fault for what twitter and these uh, so-called experts did to the new york post because we aided and abetted it we have to uh, we have to take responsibility for what's happened
1: my prediction on this, Tony, is that you'll get some of this sort of navel-gazing, right? You'll, oh, well, you know, this is sort of, uh, well, again, you know, we could have done this better. There are there, Mistakes were made. We could have done this a little bit better. We could have done that a little bit better. It won't acknowledge their own bias in those actions, and it won't keep them from doing the same thing over again. They'll do it over again. They'll do it over again because they are not, they are operating in political interest interest, uh, the the so-called claimed interest of informing the public um,
0: impartially. Do we get from this the ability to reach out to Americans and say, this is what we're talking about. This is what one truly political party is doing to, to another, and really not even to another, doing to all of us. This is what one political party is doing to the totality of America, regardless of your party. And we should ask ourselves whether or not we want this. Is there something in this that's going to be translatable to America at large that could have an effect on midterms and on culture?
1: Well, again, I'm not sure that you're going to see anything like that from the institutions, that, you know, the, the, the well-known institutions, right? I, I mean, the fact that the New York Post wouldn't, New York, sorry, I mean, the New York Times wouldn't even mention the New York Post's role in this. They turned to other um, other uh, outlets that actually handled this properly, and and who which understood. You know, even when we were covering it, we were saying, "Hey, look, this is interesting. I'm not sure where this is going, but if it's true, then this is really bad, and we have to understand. You know, certain provenance here. Rudy Giuliani was involved in the in getting the laptop, so you know, you had to you had to say, "Well, look, this could be a, this could be a campaign dirty trick." sure but the more this came at least we were talking about it and we were covering it like a news story not burying it with a blanket to try to strangle it and as it turns out it's a it was a legit news story which we learned actually shortly thereafter i mean we got some confirmation that this was actually hunter biden's laptop even hunter biden started saying well it might have been mine could have been mine i'm not sure um and the news media continued to just keep running with the Russian disinformation threat. And clearly the Department of Justice doesn't see it as Russian disinformation.
0: So now, before I let you go, two questions. I got, I got two minutes. I got two questions. The first one, Twitter is clearly guilty of trying to win an election for Joe Biden. What's going to happen to Twitter?
1: I, well, I think it just continues to lose its credibility. I think that uh, you know there's there's been attempts to try to find ways to get a competitor to Twitter, but the problem I think with those efforts is that they're so partisan that it just doesn't have any attraction. I think what needs to actually happen is to have a sort of a nonpartisan uh, com- competitor, You're like a real commercial competitor, something, something that's not even about uh, which which party wants to say what. And if you get some something like that, if you get a platform like that going, then I think it drains off Twitter. But, I mean, as long as Trump is launching these things, it's just not going to compete.
0: The follow-up is, um, Hunter Biden is involved in some shady, shady stuff. Is there going to be anybody out there who is going to take these emails, knowing that they're all legit, now knowing they're all legit, and say, Maybe there does need to be other investigations. Never mind what's ha- what's happening on a federal level. Is there anything that comes of this uh, th- that uh, either affects Hunter or affects Joe Biden?
1: Well, two things. I think legally, really, it's the Department of Justice has has uh, has the lead on this. I don't think Congress. Well, co- Congress is certainly not going to get involved as long as Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer run Congress. Uh, after the midterms happen, then potentially you're going to have. A role for Congress. But right now, I think it's the Department of Justice really has the lead on this. And apparently they're not dropping it. So that's at least that's at least an encouraging sign. But I think it does come into play in the the midterms. I think that the lies about this come into play in the midterms. And I think it's just another way that Democrats are really going to get the heck beat out of them uh, when the midterms come along.
0: Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com, the book going red. It's 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 a good read. You want to talk about what research can teach you, check it out. Going Red by Ed Morrissey. You can find that at Amazon.com, wherever fine books are sold. Ed, I appreciate you taking the time. We've got more. I'm Tony Katz.